This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. And our sponsors today, the Texas Insider Fishing Report and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather, it's 80 degrees down in Galveston on the island this morning. And today they're calling for sunny skies, high near 90, east-northeast winds 10 to 20. And then for tonight, clear skies with a low of 81, east winds at 10 to 20. And for tomorrow, sunny skies and hot, high of 92 east-northeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour. So it's uh, east-northeast now. Good. We'll take it. All right, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have a high this morning at 6.11 a.m. It's a 1.5. Then we have a low at 10.47 a.m., a 1.1. Then a high at 4.19 p.m., a 1.6, and a low at 11.32 p.m. and 0.1. 6.56 a.m. is sunrise, 7.43 p.m. sunset, and our moon is full. If you didn't get a chance to get out and look at that moon last night, it was big and bright. Pretty cool watching that come up over the bay last night. Pretty nice. All right, looking at current conditions right now, the buoy offshore, uh, it's 88 degrees out there with 88-degree water. East-northeast winds 13 to 18 and looking at Galveston, down on the Galveston Channel, it's 82 degrees with 89-degree water. A north-northeast wind at 2 to 5. Eagle Point, it's east-northeast at 7 to 9. And at Morgan's Point, pretty much the same, 6 to 8 miles per hour out of the east-northeast. Water temp, 87 degrees up there. And uh, a bombing, 86 this morning, so... There you have it. That's better than 90 in the mornings. We'll take what we can get. All right, well, let's run over to Sabine Lake now. Let's get hooked up with Captain Bill Watkins this morning, see what he's up to. Check out fishing over there. Bill, good morning. How are you, man? How you doing? All right. How about yourself? Couldn't be better. What's up? Well, you're you're over the uh, whatever you had. (laughs) All that bug, yeah, it lasted about, man, three to four days. I was pretty sick with it, but. I rebounded good. Stayed weak for a while, but I'm back. Yeah, you you actually sound better. All right, buddy. Well, Well, that's good. That's a good thing, then. Cleared the pipes. (laughs) 
All right. What's up? All right. <laughs> well, fishing is good over here uh, when the wind lays down. That yeah. uh, the northeast wind that's been kicking for the last couple of days, uh-huh. that's kind of had everybody pinned into the ship channel and up north. Right. Uh, you you can't you can't really fish the the lower end of the lake like that at all. Right. It was it was gusting to twenty. And, oh yeah. Uh, Felt good uh, though. I didn't huh? go that. Yes, it did. It was. Uh, didn't that feel good the last few mornings? Awesome. Oh man, I mean, it was seventy degrees in Beaumont yesterday morning. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it too. <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the fishing is good when the wind turns around the southeast or the right. south. Uh, friend of mine went fishing uh, early last week, and he did pretty good. And then uh, when all this northeast wind showed up, uh, he wound up not catching but about eight. I think he had seven, four trout and, and five redfish. That's what he had. And, right. Uh, they had a good time with that. Those redfish were upper slots. Um, have, you know, had a lot of had a young lady with him, and uh, they they did real well on that. But uh, and the trout were pretty good size that he caught, but he was unable to get into the lake where the real trout fishing is right now. Right, um, there's just a lot of trout in the lake, and I'm not too sure what what's going on with the tide runners. Um, but like I say, I haven't been much. I've only I say I was out a week ago. And did real good on trout, um, and and a few reds and a nice flounder. So um, it's okay, and the fish are still on summer pattern. They're still holding pretty deep. You know, they'll either be six, seven feet out in the lake later up in the morning, or they'll be down in the ship channel around ten to twelve. And, uh, I mean, after the early morning hours, they pull up on the shell in three foot and then drop right back off as soon as the sun comes up. Typical, you know. But there, uh, there's a lot of fish on the shell right now. Yeah. Ladyfish bites going on. The gas yeah, those things, on. man. They get to be a nuisance this time of year. Oh, Lord. Yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, type of lures, I'm throwing uh, K-Wigglers, down south lures, and Little Johns. Imagine and that. That's pretty pretty much what all my friends are throwing to. The big three. And <laughs> the big three, that's right. And the, the colors, uh, well, you know, on the dirtier water days, I like a, a glow with a, a lime trigger's tail early and uh, then get off of that as the sun comes up high and go to a darker uh, colors or maybe even a clear if the water's real pretty. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of days out there it was just, you know, you could see down three, four feet. And the uh, ship channel was green. The lower lake was green. And uh, 
the upper lake was dark, clear, and then when the north wind blows, it kind of kicks the sand up, and uh, you have to go to a, a, a more of a contrast color. Dark with sparkles with a yellow tail or lime truce tail. But it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. We, we, we checked a lot of different colors, and everything seems to be working. If you, it's location, location, location. If you're on the fish, you'll catch them. Then you can kind of fine-tune it from there. Yeah, I kind of think it's been like that forever, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Got to be on them to catch them. (laughs) You got to be there to catch them. That's right. If you ain't found them, you're just wetting baits. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, buddy. It's, uh, but, no, it's, uh, it's pretty straightforward right now. A lot of shells have, has a lot to do with it. And uh, you've got fish that are uh, following shrimp, seesawing back and forth out of the rivers up north. Mm-hmm. They're working their way out of the marsh, and they'll seesaw down toward the mouth of the lake and then retreat with the tide. So and the bait, you know, a lot of times when those shrimp start coming out of the marsh, they'll flow with them. And then when that plays out, then they'll move back up and munch on them and follow them back out again. And as that's every, how it works. As these tides drop when we start pulling fronts, that's when it really, really gets good. I think yes. everybody's ready for some fall fishing. I'm there, for sure. I'm with you. Uh, it's... Uh, it's been uh, tough for anybody to be out there in the heat, but it's uh, it's it's moderating. Soon we'll be entering those mellow days of late September and October, and it'll be really nice. Yeah, the old Indian yeah. summer days, cool in the morning and then warm in the afternoons. Oh yeah, I love. I love that, that pattern. Yeah. And I'll be yeah, kind of warm dove hunting tomorrow. Dove season opens tomorrow, so that ought to be a little right. warm. And I don't have a spot to hunt this year either. <laughs> I could probably shoot two in my backyard, and then yeah. they'd all fly away, and that'd be it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that tomorrow. They're going to shoot at a lot of limits of doves, but uh, not many bagged first shoot of the year. <laughs> Everybody's a little rusty. I'm sure they are. I probably am myself. I do yeah. love that. I, I wish I had a place to go where, where I could uh, hunt by myself with not having somebody shooting at me across the field. Getting sprayed down? Boy, I've been sprayed enough over the years. Yeah, I have too. I, I wore shorts one morning here several years ago. and. Ooh. I got popped by a ten-year-old girl across the field. When she come out in the field, her and her dad, I went, "They're too close." And the first rattle out of the box, a dove flew between us, a little closer to her. And I caught a seven and a half in the thigh, and uh, I mean, it rattled all around me. I, oh boy! <laughs> I could hear those shots. Whistling through the grass, and I went, man, ow! Raised a whelp on my leg. I left the field, went through the woods, a stretch of woods, and went out in another field. And there wasn't any birds in that field, and I was happy with that. 
<laughs> stop that. That's just insane. Yeah, sometimes uh, these outfitters get too many, too many hunters on one, one little piece of property, and it uh, you got to watch out. You'll yeah, get shot, would, no doubt. I would, I would think that they would pay a little more attention to that, but, but sometimes they don't. Stack them in. Yeah, well, I, they trying to maximize their profit. I understand that, but you know, when you're using firearms, safety's got to be paramount. <laughs> you just can't. That's just first, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a boring morning, but the first morning, we hunted two days. The first morning, I got a limit without any problem. But mm-hmm. Then uh, we changed fields, and once we changed fields, it, was, it got weird. So that, uh, you know, maybe I'd have been better off if I hadn't uh, tried to look like a British big game hunter, a PH. And, uh, <laughs> Jungle Jim. <laughs> yeah, that... Uh, I thought I was going to wear shorts like the British do. I said, you know what? The South Africans, I, I'm going to just go out there in a pair of shorts. I'll be cool. Yeah, I was cool, all right. <laughs> well, I was dove hunting one year. I backed into a wolf bush that had a giant yellow jacket nest in it. But oh. they, lit, they lit me up from the buttocks down. I was <laughs> dancing around. I mean, they and through blue jeans. I can only imagine if I'd have had a pair of shorts on. Oh, shoot, that would have hurt. Oh, they Mm. lit me up. Luckily, I had. uh, Yeah, I had a bag with some Benadryl in it, and I just kept on hunting. It was hot. Yeah, you. (laughs) Yeah, once they get after you, yellow jackets will chase you down. Oh, they're nasty. They're mean, man. They're worse than red balls. Yeah, they uh, man. they get irritated real easy. They do, especially if you're over their nest, the nest in the ground. And boy, you walk over that hole, they're coming <laughs> after you. Or you drive a tractor over their hole. Oh yeah. Oh, they'll make you leave that tractor. Yeah, I saw some kids shoot a hornet's nest in the ground one time, and. We were dove hunting. They'll never do that again. They were rolling on the ground. <laughs> I said, what are they shooting at, a rabbit or something? They were on an old levee, and and uh, I watched uh, have one boy put that gun barrel down, and when he shot, I mean, it was instant. Both of those kids were rolling on the ground trying to get those hornets off of them. It, they, they got Uh-oh. lit up. They'll never do that again. <laughs> no. A lesson well learned. Yeah, that's well. That's usually what it takes. You can't tell them anything. Let me knock this no. break out, Bill. I'll be right back at you, buddy. Hang on a second. All right. All right you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 417 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back. Well, all right, buddy. Let's yeah. uh, let's do a little discussion on the fishing line, monofilament. All right. Yeah, I've, I've discovered pretty much what the shelf life is of mono. Uh, 
I have a, I bought a bulk spool back in about 1995, and I've used it, the 17-pound test trolley, XT, the extra tough, mm-hmm. and I used it for many years when I was tournament fishing, and then I started using it, you know, for leader line. Every time I'd run out of uh, fluorocarbon, I'd snatch up a piece right. of that 17. It was pretty tough. Well, the other day, I tied it on. Uh, I reached, got a piece of it, tied it on, and it snapped when I pulled the knot tight. Right. I thought, well, just a bad knot. Four, four knots later, yeah. and I cut off a piece every time. It kept snapping. So somewhere around 1995 until 2023 August. <laughs> Sometimes it, it went bad. <laughs> somewhere it failed. But, you know, that's right. uh, that stuff, if you keep it in the shade. Yeah, if you keep it, uh, especially inside in the A.C., you know. Yeah, and this wasn't even in the A.C. It was out there in my barn, which... Probably you. gets to 105 degrees on some of these days. But it, it was way down in the dark. Sunlight is the killer. That's that's what we're at oh, it is. right now. And uh, it, it, it'll deteriorate even on your reel if you're dragging it through the guides and casting, 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 casting like you and I do. That, that, uh, that'll wear that line out even on... The slickest guides you can find. Yeah, even the it'll best. Finally, yeah, right, that's exactly right. It'll finally friction. wear it out. But, yeah, friction's the enemy in sunlight. Uh, heat would be the last problem. As long as you keep it in the dark, it'll hold up a long time. So there you go. If I'd have kept it in an air-conditioned <laughs> closet, it probably would have got another year or two out of it. Another year or two. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, I had to just deep six that whole spool. It, I remember uh, the old man, mono when it first came out. We thought we'd died and gone to heaven, man. We got oh, monofilament yeah. line. Remember when it would get cold? It would get so stiff and just like a pigtail. <laughs> I mean, you talk about coily and just, it was nasty. It was yeah, good in the heat used, of the summer, you know, when we were fishing we, the surf and everything else. But boy, getting the winter fishing. Yeah, sure we used a lot heavier. Heavier line then than we used to. Than we yeah, used back now. then we thought we needed rope to catch a little old speckled trout. You know, we'd yeah. have had them old big stiff rods and you know seventeen <laughs> to twenty pound test trying to cast that stuff. And well, we just well the innovation just wasn't here yet. No, but it is now. Man, oh man, we've come a long way in a short time. Yeah, we've got some really good line out there. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I prefer 12-pound test, uh, a good premium line, and uh, that's that's about where I like to stay. Now, you can you get a little bit more distance maybe out of 10-pound line, but it's not quite as forgiving as the 12. 12 just seems to be a perfect balance yes. for all-purpose fishing. And, I mean, unless you like braid, now, I use braid on my spinning reels. Oh, that's uh, a must. You got to. Yeah, that's that's just yeah you know, with a leader. Uh, yes. Uh, 
And if you're catching fish real good, the leader does not matter. No, you just tie it direct. I mean, it's uh, yeah, you tie direct depends on dog. water clarity and uh, you know how finicky yeah. the fish are. Yeah, there's several factors that go into play there, but I like to use a uh, about a 15 pound fluorocarbon leader. It's uh, you go that light. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to break my main line. Yeah, I know, but that's what everybody does. But I don't want to break my main line. That braid is expensive. And if you use a good quality braid, it costs you. And if you break that line, you know, halfway between you and the object you're hung on, uh, you've got a problem. Then not only that, 20-pound uh, mono or fluorocarbon is hard to break. And uh, it's easy to damage something. What I usually do if I'm hung up tight and can't get loose, I'll just uh, grab the spool, point the rod straight at the object, and back up. And that way you won't cut your hand or damage the reel or break the rod. It's, uh, it, either of those, I see people trying to wrap it around their hand, and I'm going, no, 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 no. no. cuts no, take no. forever to heal. Oh, my, yes. Uh, but... I like to uh, I like to go with a little bit lighter line than than uh, the, the poundage of, of uh, fork or I mean the braid that I've got on the reel, and that way usually it breaks the leader somewhere close to the hook rather than breaking that main line and having to retie the leader every time. And uh, I do not use leaders on my uh, I don't use a shock leader on my mono. Don't do that. I just retie after every couple, three fish. And uh, it's a whole lot easier. When you break off a, you break off your main line and you lost your leader, your hook and everything, then you got to take time to retie the leader onto the main line. And it just, you know, out there in the wind and you got two or three people fishing, uh, and you're trying to tie lines for everybody, especially if you're around a bunch of hangers. That's uh, that's difficult. So yeah. pretty much, I just tie mine straight on, and I don't lose fish. I don't break off unless I'm being stupid. Uh, if you just keep on fishing and fishing, finally it'll either cast the lure off, or you'll you'll break off a good fish. That's that's just something you've got to pay attention to. So usually well, I got in the habit of using shock leader with uh, mono back in the day when we had a lot of big fish and we were using multi-hook baits. I uh, I got in the habit of using that with my mono. It uh, helped me reduce getting coil in my mono. Plus, it uh, when that fish would turn or roll on you and your line would get around the back of those treble hooks, if you were tied on straight with twelve pound, it would just it would cut it like thread, and then uh, we lost a lot of big fish. For we figured that out back in the day, and went to the, <laughs> you know, twenty, twenty five, th- even thirty. Sometimes we'd even go to thirty, and uh, oh yeah, you just you know to to prevent that. Yeah, I have had Man, red once fish they roll do that and... death roll and uh, roll that line up around those treble hooks you know, hanging off that fish's face, and they take off and make another run, it would pull against the back of those barbs and just cut it like thread. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, if you've got if you've got uh, a big old redfish on, and uh, he rolls that up into gets it against his gill plate, uh, it'll it'll whack you right off. And they're they're prone to roll like a razor blade. Yeah, they do figure. Yeah, run your thumb or your index finger along that uh, gill raker and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, be careful when you do it too. Yes, <laughs> you will. Uh, you will draw blood. Boy, before we really, you know, back when we used to catch a lots and lots of fish, before we really learned how to handle these fish properly, those redfish, man, our hands would be so sore. You couldn't even make oh, a yeah. fist the next morning when you'd get up. All the nicks and cuts and, oh, man. That's true. Give me sore hands again. <laughs> yeah, I was good. once I discovered new skin at uh Stuff yeah, that stuff works cut. good. It sure does. Better. We use that a lot good. when when we used to bowl. You'd start getting a, you know blisters, and you'd uh, cover those blisters with uh, that new skin, especially on a fingertip ball. And uh, to your yep. hands got conditioned when you'd start bowling again. That new skin worked wonders. Lifesaver, man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my bowling got curtailed when I tore my. Uh, Rotator cuff loose on my right hand, so that'll that, do it. That that pretty well ended my bowling. Career. That'll do it. Yeah, I can still fillet redfish though, thank goodness. But that was a that was a painful injury, really, really bad. It took me nine months to get over it completely. And what I did you do to it? I tore my rotator cuff out on my right shoulder. Yeah, and uh, once it once it tore completely out, you, you got three straps up there that hold everything together, and I ripped mm. all three of them, and my my arm actually dropped an inch and a half down below. My goodness! My and uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, wore it out, and that's been several years ago, and holding together nicely now. Uh, the surgeon put me back together real well. I remember but when you took, went through all that. It took me 90 days off the water before he let me cast a rod. I bet. That, that was painful. I sat out the whole summer that year. Mm. And uh, once I, once he realized what kind of fishing I do, he said, oh, that's good rehab. So, you know, I get out there with that seven-foot rod and flight action and you know, I, I told him I don't do, I don't do the kind of fishing that <laughs> you have to put your rod in a rod holder. And, yeah, winching you know. on tuna and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that, I said that's that's not what I'm doing. Once he realized what kind of repetitive stuff I was doing, it he said, "Oh, well, I'll be okay. You'll rehab like that," and it did. It worked out. But, uh, man, oh man. But even even now, I, I like a six foot seven inch rod uh, more than I do a seven foot, and I I prefer a seven. But you know that six seven is just a whole lot easier on my shoulder. Yeah, um, it's not it's not tired at the end of the day. I agree with that. I felt, yeah, I felt like I was going to tear it out again. Just repetitive casting, you know. 
Right. And especially if you're throwing hard baits <laughs> and big old topwaters and stuff like that. But that's a that's a lesson you learn in life that uh, as you get older, stuff breaks down under the skin where you can't see it. You can't see it wearing. You don't realize it's about to happen until it does. Uh, there, there are some signs that you can tell that something is fixing to go out, but most of us ignore that. It's just, oh, it's just sore, you know, and then all of a well, sudden... Well, we do, because we don't want any downtime, you know. You want to keep going, no. but, you know, keep the pain at a minimum and uh, keep chugging. Hopefully it'll heal up and you can work through it. Sometimes uh, there's only one way to fix it. <laughs> That's what you had That's to go right. through. Total repair oh, job. Uh, that was a total repair job. Man, oh, man. All right, Bill. Well, hey, you have a good day. If somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you at Sabine, it's that time. It's time to go. How do they get a hold of yeah. you, man? Yeah, come on and, and uh, don't be don't be sissies. It's hot. But it's hot. Bite. They're biting. Hit them early uh, and hit them hard. Get on a dock, man. 409-673-9211. Or fishsabeanlake.com. That'll get you there, buddy. All right, Bill. Enjoyed it. Uh, you have a good one. I'll talk to you Saturday. Be safe, my friend. Will do. Later. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And you know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, well, tune into Texas Insider Fishing Report. Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. That's on Bally Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider, they break down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore, and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join Dave Farrell, Bree Gabriel, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not. That's every Thursday night at 10.30, Friday mornings at 7, Friday evenings at 5 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude, old Richard. Richard, good morning. How are you, man? You know I'm good, Mickey. How about yourself? Ah, uh, couldn't be better. How's that hip, man? It's it's getting there. It's getting there. I'm off my walker and on a cane now. So that a boy. Even better. Boy, boy uh, I bet you look like a distinguished gentleman walking around with a cane, man. Yeah, I look like somebody might pop you upside the head is what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'll tell you what, though. I'm, I'm just ready to get back out on the water. The other day I couldn't stand it, so I had to go to the lake, take a look at it, see how everything was looking. So looks like it's down about two feet now. Yeah, I was fixing to ask you. It ought to be getting kind of low. Livingston's down. I mean, hey, it's... Uh, Man, I saw it. Livingston is really down low. Yes. And, and I mean, that's... But they they release water for all the all the farmers down south. So that's you know because they sell that water to the farmers. So that's one of the things about Livingston. A lot of people don't don't understand on it is that most of that water is sold for for crops. 
Right. Like Plus, these till hunters are buying, having to buy water this year too. No, no uh, valuable rain fell for them. So, man, it's, I know, I know, that's horrible. Isn't it's it? gonna be some expensive hunting. That water ain't cheap. Yeah. No, it is. And I tell you what. Well, a buddy of mine was out on the water yesterday, and he, he said he saw a flight of about forty till flying over. So, they're starting to move in. So it means. To, Falls on its way anyway. Hey, hummingbirds and teal and dove—they are uh, buzzing. <laughs> they uh, are, you know. Everybody better remember to get that license, though. That's the thing. That's it's it. That well, that's that time. Go online yeah. and order it today. It—it'll uh, be good for tomorrow opening. There you go. Opening day, and the game wardens I, will be checking guns. Make sure your plugs are in. Make sure you have proper license. Or yes, get sir. A ticket. Guarantee you will. I mean, and the thing is, it's you know, so many people don't understand what that license is for. You know, it's it's paying not only the wardens, it's paying the biologists, on the studies and stuff to to determine the limits of fish, birds, whatever it is that you're out there hunting or fishing for, and to to maintain the populations of the of the birds. You know, that's and and fish. So that, you know, it's it's going to good a good thing, and it doesn't cost that dang much. You know, so and just just for what it is so it's all good you know just make sure you get the dang things and i think i think they threw that year to date one in there to kind of mess people up because i gotten so used to you know august 31 september 1 time frame and then at least they let you start getting it early i've had my new one for a couple of weeks now so since i think the 18th they let you start getting them on the 15th of august so i had got that one i'm done that's that i'll always forget if i don't so Yep. I always try to get that rascal early, and I think sure don't want to stand in lines. So that's one of the other things. But I saw they had a big old fish kill over in Matagorda. I guess that's all that oxygen level and stuff, huh? I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's you know, it it's so hot in the the areas where those fish were were stunned or you know dying and crawling up on the right. shorelines and everything. Just uh, it's just. Mm-hmm. Low water flow, not a lot of tide exchange to replenish oxygen and uh, high salinity, a lot of combinations, and the heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big part had, had of any it. Flow, any flow at all, and that's, you know, all it takes is a little bit to help them, and it just didn't, it just hadn't gotten it because there hadn't been any rain. Right. Hopefully that all changes pretty soon anyway. So, yeah, it's, I'm I'm just ready to get back out there. I think yeah, I'm headed to Lano this weekend, so I'm going to go see if I can do a little predator control you know the raccoons and some coyotes so the coyotes been killing lots lots of yearlings over there so yeah they have you know, man i tell you what i was when i was over there i think it's back in june or july as my son and i were out coon hunting and stuff and run across a uh uh farm that it just was half eaten i mean it was mm-hmm. like good night so coyotes are getting a little out of hand got to keep them in check so take my call out there and we'll go sit around and see if we can't call a few of them in and, and take them out of the equation. Maybe do a little hog trapping, even though I don't, I don't know if they're buying over there right now or not. So that's the thing. The state, the state buys them hogs. So you just got to find the people that sell them, sell them to them. we got a fellow that comes in and he, he takes all of them to the, these little state uh, places where they buy these hogs and stuff. And he also takes some of them to some of these ranches if they're big enough, you know. They mm-hmm. want them, them over like two fifty and they'll they'll sell them rascals to the ranches and I don't care what he does with them as long as they're not on our place. 
You know, that's the main thing. He, he can have them do what he wants with them. And some of them little ones, I'll, I'll keep them every once in a while and use them in sausage and stuff like that. And, and uh, just not, not going to do that this weekend. But like I say, we're going to be trying lots of predator control and, and filling feeders, of course. So getting ready for getting ready for deer season and a lot of people gonna be doing that, you know, heading heading to the deer lease over the holiday weekend and it uh well there'll be a lot of traffic coming back. I guarantee you there will be, you know, but that's I mean that's all right. I ain't got nothing better to do. I'm tired of sitting around here. Y'all had any uh any of some of these uh, little wildfires near you up there in your we area? We have. We've had was, several of them. Ask you about that. We've had several of them north of us and south. I've had them, I mean, almost 360 degrees around me. It's well, The closest one was about a mile away, and that was three days ago. Another one, there's another one that's been about two to two miles down the road. And they're just popping up, you know, burning 1,500 acres here and there. But uh, it's, it doesn't take much for them to blow up and get a little bit more out of hand. So, you know, it's, some of us people mowing the, mowing the grass and stuff like that, which you don't need to be doing, you know, this time of year. And I know. I see people the, doing that. I go, they're just mowing dead grass, and well, yeah. I guess they're just knocking out the weeds that, that are growing well, up yeah, through the you know, that's stressed the grass. And, but, man, but it's one, uh, one, one spark from that muffler on the lawnmower, boom. Uh, I guarantee you, if you're – well, even on a tractor, you know, a lot of these people are mowing, mowing these, these fields and stuff. They get to mowing a field, hit a rock, and throw a spark. Uh, bearing go out. Any, anything, anything that heats up. Sure. A car pulling, even a car pulling over on the side of the road. If they're sitting catalytic converters up, get red hot, and they'll start a fire in a heartbeat. Big time. That's why a lot of a lot of times you see them burnt spots on the side of the road for where someone pulled over. So, it's you know, it's just one of them things. But, but um, I'm just ready to get back out on the water. That's all it is. I figured in the next. Within the next two weeks, I'm going to be on the water. Well, let's so. start cooling down. You'll hit it just right, man. You don't have to I know that's that was, anymore. That was, that was the plan anyway. You know that was that was the thing because they said doctor told me back in January he says you need you need a new hip and said here's what we're going to do and I said when are you talking about doing that and he said here pretty quick and I said no you're not <laughs> yeah we're going to wait till it gets too dang hot and I don't want to be out there so I'm time that's right good. And I just, like this morning, I'm sitting here looking at this temperature gauge says 66, and it's like, good night. I want to be out there right now. 66. That's, man, I know. man. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yesterday that's... it said 61. I'm going, that's when I want to be out there. But it got hot. Man, it got hot quick. But that's all right. It kept on that north wind being pulled down from, from that storm that blew in over at Florida, I mean, it, it cooled us down pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that hurricane was sucking that uh, north wind big time. I guarantee you it was. It was it was blowing pretty good around here for about a It day was here, too. I, that's when I became worried about those fires. You know, you had that extra yeah. 10, 15 miles an hour wind on top of what is normal. And, man, and dry. you out of control in a heartbeat, buddy. Yeah, that dry air, boy, it don't take much, and it'll get, it gets fired up, and, and you can't stop it. I mean, it's, that's like over at Bastrop, you know, several years ago, where it burned up all that stuff over there. Good now. Oh, I know it. I mean, it's just horrible. And then I heard they had some more over there Not you know, within the past month. They've had had some more fires burning over in some of the same areas over there. I mean, that's, that fire over there a few years ago was horrible. I mean, it That was everything. bad. That was pitiful. Mm-hmm. 
But it's uh, hopefully we get out of all this because we got six tenths of an inch of rain the other day when that when that front first came through. So it's, I know I was envying you folks up that way. I was watching all that on radar, and you know it was heading right for me, but it won't come across I ten. It gets close to the bay out here, and it just you know it just tears it apart. No. Just. I mean, it amazes me how. Man, I got the wind switch and the cool air off of it, but no rain. That's it. I mean, it amazes me how it does that. I ten, and then up here, like you know, when things are coming out of the south up here at the lake, uh, once once it gets to uh, about what what is it, uh, fourteen eighty eight, it just dies when it hits fourteen eighty eight, just before it gets to the San Jacinto River right below the dam. And it's it's funny when it comes out of the south. In the in the summer months, that's what happens. It just kind of shuts off right there, and then like you and I, ten won't go south, won't go north. Just kind of right. stuck in the middle. <laughs> so it's one of them things. I mean, it's just kind of strange, but I mean, it's, we we learn to deal with it. And that's you know, eventually you're gonna get that one that push across, and when it does, it's game on. Then you'd be hollering calf up because it'd be too much. So and that that don't hurt my feelings right now. We need a lot. It's, we're so far behind and you know up here we've had so many dang 100 degree days it's been up like 45 or more 100 degree days up here so it's it's crazy you know it's dry and you walk out there and grass just crunches but at least you know after that little bit of rain the other day everything is trying to perk up a little bit it's turning green a little bit and, and that's all good but with the lakes the lakes being down and things like that that's where we're going to have have troubles, you know, in the near future because I've noticed all these water main breaks down there in Houston and stuff like that. Well, that oh, water's yeah. not, it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from one of them lakes. There ain't no doubt. So you got it, you know, you got all them breaks like that. It's going to lower the lake levels pretty quick, you know. Well, if we get all those breaks fixed, they wouldn't have to ration water. That's right. That's right. You know, that's the thing. Some of them have been just flowing for two and three weeks, just. That's it. Amazes me how they how they do that without creating some big sinkhole, you know? Because they well, they're that's coming they're next probably. There ain't there ain't no doubt. Because I guarantee you, when them rascals are flowing like that, they're cutting dirt, and there's gonna there's a big hole underneath there. Well, this dryness. I mean, look at the cracks in the ground. The way the ground's moving, and, and I know. It you just know, stretches all them pipes out. Expanding like that, and it's moving all the pipes, breaking them. Just think what it's doing to your slabs under your house and everything else, man. Exactly. I mean, that is nuts. It really is because slabs will break quick. I mean, that's a lot of people up around the Dallas area know about that, you know, because they they encounter that all, all the time, like every year. So they's got soaker hoses around their slabs all the time. Cause it's, expand, you know, shrink, got, expand, shrink. Just yep. a lot of movement. Yeah, it is, and you know you don't really think about that, but when you start seeing them cracks in the ground, it, it kind of catches your attention. But but uh, mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest thing, you know. But it's it's all it's all good. We're gonna get we're gonna get better from here because it's cooling down. That's all I can say. And so I mean, you can actually stand to stay outside for most of the day now. Anything below a hundred's good. <laughs> so that's you know, I mean, that's amazing it, how. Uh, different it feels you know 94 versus 100 to 102 every it day. really it is just, you go it wow really this feels is. so much cooler that's it, crazy i mean <laughs> only in it, texas <laughs> only in texas there is no doubt about it exactly I guarantee you, it, it was that's just 
I walked out there the other day, and it was afternoon. It's like 97. It's like, good night. It actually doesn't feel too bad out here because that drier air, you know. And then mm-hmm. early, in, like this morning, I could walk out there and have to almost have to have a jacket. <laughs> so, but it's, it's, well, that's good. We're, we're in the 80s here on the coast, so. Yeah, shut yeah, up! We I don't, don't want to hear any more of that. I know, I know it. I don't, I don't envy Rub it in. that way. That's right. All right, man. I got to run, Richard. Well, I'm glad things are getting better on your end, my friend. If somebody wants to call you, how do they get a hold of you, bud? Well, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudegx dot com or just check out the webpage fishdudegx dot com. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I'll talk to you Saturday. Hang in there. Go kill. Yes, sir. Go kill some critters. Y'all get me a critter report. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Well, y'all have fun. All right, Richard. See you, buddy. All right. Later. All right, that's the fish dude up on Conroe. Now let's run over to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's going on, man? Morning, Mickey. How are you? All right. Couldn't be better. Thanks for asking. What's up with you? Uh, same old stuff. Uh, I'm uh, I'm glad we're almost over this hump of this heat, man. It's been brutal. It's been a brutal it has, summer, hasn't it? Yeah, Crazy. Buddy. God. Now, as soon as uh, as soon as we had that wind switch and and tides came up a little bit, fishing vastly improved around here. Right. You know, I, I I'm still seeing ninety percent of the people dragging a bucket, but they don't need it. It's been pretty good. The uh, wow. I guess when that tide came up, it sucked some shrimp out of the marsh because uh, I know when I, I caught these fish Tuesday wading uh, on a mid-bay reef, and uh, I don't right. think you could have put another shrimp in her gut. When I, when I, when I uh, cleaned them, they were full. Right. Full of shrimp. Man. And... Uh, you know, I'm not seeing any birds working out there like last year at this time. There were birds working all over the bay. But uh, obviously we got a bunch of shrimp out there now. So Yeah, we got birds working up my way, but it's all skipjack and gaff top and bull yeah. reds. Yeah, the, uh, we get that garbage out of the bay, it'll be a lot pure, you know, more pure and cleaner. Right. You know, we have this year. East Bay was not not full of that stuff like it normally is. You know, skipjacks. Lucky you. Uh-huh. And, and gaff top. You know, you uh, actually there were more croaker out there than anything. You know, you're throwing lures and catching a, you know, an almost keeper golden croaker. I, right. I saw more of that this year than I had in a long time. But. Yeah, and those big and spots I too. I've I've seen people catching a lot of them too. Them big old spots. Yeah, right. But uh, the sand trout have not showed up yet. That's the next thing to really show up around here. I don't guess we'll ever get those Gulf trout back in here like we used to. I'd sure like to know why they don't come in anymore. I know. Boy, that was that yeah. was a bonus fish for you guys, man. That was uh. You know, because they they're nice. I, I just seem to have them as specs. You know, for oh, yeah. table fare. Yeah. So, 
And I guess that uh, that limit changes, what, tomorrow? Yes, we're back, back to, to five. five. 15 to 25, one over 25 a day. Mm-mm-mm. Starts tomorrow. Hate to see that happen, but I guess a lot of people are happy about it. Yeah, they are. TPNWT, no. they think they'll sell more licenses. That's what they think, huh? That's, I guess. That's the rumor, <laughs> as Doc yeah. Holliday said. That's a rumor. Whatever. Boy, your old Astro's think, been burning it up, hadn't he? Man, they looking good. They looking good. The only problem is, buddy, they got some stiff competition out there. It's not going to be no gimme this year. They're going to have to earn every one of them. Well, these uh, these runs always come to an end, and uh, we're hitting ours at the right time down the stretch. And uh, we'll just see if Seattle can continue to do what they're doing. They're hotter than a $2 pistol right now. And, uh, well, like the Rangers were, and look how they've cooled off. Man, they, you see how they lost yesterday? Bases loaded a walk-off hit batter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a tough way to lose. Yeah. Now there's been some good baseball lately. Really good. Yeah, I uh, uh, Hope they I like a good pitcher's home. duel now and then, but, buddy, there's nothing that beats uh, doubles and homers and all that action. I like that. Yes, me That's too. Hammer it. <laughs> me too. Uh, it's good to have Uncle Mike back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Swinging the bat. Man, his, his swing, he's got such a beautiful swing. Uh, he's the best, one of the best hitters we have on the team. It's a it was a shame to waste all that time not having him, but at least we got him now. Oh, Mighty Mouse burned it down the other night with a cycle. Al Tuvi, he's something else. She just, you know, what has that guy not yeah. done, you know? He's a hell of a He's getting he his stroke back. Boy, that swing's looking good. Yeah. Yeah, they're rolling pretty good now. Yeah. I think what happened to them, then, you know, they slowed down there for a while. For whatever reason, they went to the White House. I think you put a jinx on them there for a while. It, it might have had. Boy, they went in the slump <laughs> after that, didn't they? <laughs> they did. <laughs> Boy. That ought to tell you something. Be enough to put anybody in a slump. I'm with you. Uh, yep. <laughs> well. Yes, sir. That's a good time of year. Baseball's good. Fishing's fixing to get even better. Get into the fall and let's let's roll. Yeah, fall ball and fall fishing. Hunting season starting. Yeah. Did you yep. did you ever get your captain's license? I mean, your guide license and everything? Not yet. I got to go go down to Dickinson and renew it, and uh, get that over and done with. I already ordered my super combo online. I always do that online. Yeah. I'm still waiting do. for the Coast Guard to mail me my uh, my credentials, that uh, that health thing. They're not going to give it to me until I get it. Well, if you look on that, that one's for uh, pilots, one's for uh, like deckhands, and then one's for us. And they can't hold you to uh, the one for you as a guide is for five years. You're physical. Right. 
I think pilots is three and, and deck deck hands are like four and we're five. And uh Hillman even called uh T P N W and talked to him about it. They said, No, if it's you know, it's it's good for five years and nobody at T P N W should refuse giving you a guide license because of that. Well, I'm gonna go back up there today and talk to him but uh Supposedly, Coast Guard's mailing it to me. See, I just did all that in January. I still have the whole physical right here. Right. Uh, I don't know. They've got some things filed up. We'll get it. Yeah, they do. Too too much red tape and everything you do nowadays. I mean, go go renew your driver's license now. From what I hear, I hadn't had to do mine, so I, I hadn't been through it. But, buddy, you better have everything with you. Yeah, your original birth certificate. Yeah. Social Security card, all of that. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a sign of the times, man. They're all screwed up. Yeah, I'm telling you. All right, Charlie P. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, buddy? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie. Good talking to you, man. Go Astros. I'll talk to you Saturday. Thank you, Mickey. Later. All right. All right. All right. That's Captain Charlie P. over at Matagorda. Top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.